back. Bullcast constantly varied. We're on episode five. I was about to say four, five, five. Five, wow. yeah. Fairly. This is the most consistent we've been on anything apart from training diaries, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've got loads to talk about this week. Um, and I, I think we're going to get more into like what we're watching, reading, listening to. We're going like, to get a bit more detail. Seems to be the popular bit. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into that in a, in a few minutes. But let's start off where we normally start. Training check-in. Yeah. How's it all going? Oh, amazing. Wow, that's that's two episodes in a row. I know, yeah. I'm flying pretty high at the minute with my training. Um, I've been trying to... It's a funny one. <clears throat> if I look objectively at my training, it's going really, really well. Like, do a benchmark last week. I got a PB in that. I PB'd a lift this week for the first time in about four years. And... It's honestly the best my training's been going since about 2019, like since pre-COVID. Wow, yeah. that's amazing, isn't it's it? Serious, yeah. And I'm trying to put my finger on something or other, and the only thing I can bring it back to is just consistency. I've never been as consistent since I started working here, where I'm just like three days a week, every week, the odd Saturday, very rare, but it's just, and then every time I come in, regardless of how I feel, I do something that I need to do. So I need, if I need to go heavier or I need to go faster, then I maybe want to. I just ignore my feelings <laughs> and do what I have to do. Uh, it's, I think it's a good reminder. It makes me think, you know, a couple of episodes back, you you had a, a bit of a wobble, right? Yeah. You had a few weeks in a row where I was like, it's a bit out the window. And it just shows that how quickly you can get back on track yeah. and how quickly you can get a spike And it again. can spike, yeah, exactly. Especially, and, and that's the consistency over the long term is that like we can ha- afford to have those wobbles. Yeah. If we get back, we're not starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. We're just ramping the system back up again. And man, it ramp, ramped up fast. It ramped up real quick. Well, I suppose that's the advantage of the fact that I've been doing CrossFit for 10 years and I did some S&C for four years before that and then rugby for my whole life yeah. before that. So I just have... The base is there. It's always there, yeah. It's just whether I can put my head down and actually get to work with it. So Super. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Okay, well, good how's work. Y- how's yours going? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I've kind of had those couple of weeks where I've just been clinging on to some consistency. Yeah. And then last week, it kicked back in a bit. I got four in last week. Oh, wow. And then um, here we are Wednesday, train Monday, train Tuesday. Monday was a bit of an anomaly day. It went really well for you. I had, yeah, it was conspicuous by its absence of When you told me problems. yesterday about how it went, I was like, oh, wow, that's brilliant. The whole session. Yeah. And I felt really good. Uh, zero pain. Energy was was good. Yeah, I just was buzzing after it. Absolutely flying. Uh, yes, it wasn't as good. I you know, kind of broke down on a warm-up a little bit. Mm. So it can just be a bit unpredictable. I have to just roll with it. Jose gave a great speech at the whiteboard about resilience yesterday. And it got me to not bail out of the session. Fairness. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I was there like, I should probably bail here. So, well, maybe I should. Maybe I should go really slow for the rest of it. Did that for a couple of rounds and actually was able to speed up a bit. Then as it went. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. So that was cool. That was that was good for, uh, you know, I needed that that bit of a slap around the back of the head. Like, just try and stick with it and see what happens. Yeah. So it was good. Yeah, I'll, I'll train today. That'll be three out of three this week. And um, Oh, you're going to do 23.1? I'll do that later on. Yep. So, you know feels like i'm getting back on track again yeah. and um because those few rough weeks i managed to cling on to two to four sessions even if they were bad ones now i know that i've been training consistently for a few months rather than having a big break in it so yeah it's a good reminder that's funny Stick that we've it. we've both gone to the same thing there that it's it's our consistency that's saved us 
hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Sticking with it. Yeah, so it's good. And and look, uh, we're just here. You've just finished your morning of coaching. Twenty three point one. Man, I've I've never been as buzzing about oh, a morning in my life. Just watching people so pure. Good. What a morning! I'm I'm. I had to we had to go for a walk. I needed a coffee after it because I was just like I'm done. I have nothing to give today. <laughs> yeah, it, was it was such a big morning. Such a big morning. Like the, you just see people making all those leaps forward in f- in a fourteen week period. Yeah, it's massive. And as as a coaching team, we always get nervous about these things because like we pile the pressure on. Here's what we're working towards, and then on the day it's like, here you have to perform. And I said to all my crews this morning, I was like, look, performance pressure. Like I'm throwing it on you now. Like let's go for this. But then boy, did they step up. Yeah, oh it's that God. validation of the process though. Yeah. That we need. Like we need to know that we're doing the right yeah, things. Yeah, that it's working. Yeah. yeah, we're saying all these things. It's going to work. We promise it's going to work. And then, but we have to check. Yeah, and, and it did. And it, man, it did it work? So good. Holy moly! Yeah, so very cool. Um, so I tell you what, let's let's get into the what are we listening to, reading, watching sort of stuff first, right? Definitely. Um, so I'm wondering, what is it that you're listening to? Listening to? Oh, sorry. Where do we say we start? Going to start on the watching. Start on watching. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go. There. I'm watching. Um. I don't watch an awful lot of TV when there's no sport on. Sport has finished though. Um, and I have a bit of time in the evenings because Jill's back training really consistently as well. Consistency. And I I flick between two things depending on my mood whenever I'm on my own and I'm watching TV. And it's either I watch Seinfeld, <laughs> like a show that's long gone, doesn't they don't make it anymore, but it's a nice little giggle. I really enjoy jerry seinfeld and the way he works and his meticulous process around things so there's that as much as the fact that it's a comedy but then i've also started watching the bear on disney and it's um it's just a, a show it's not real it's one of fiction fiction that's the word <laughs> thanks jerry um but it's about <laughs> it's about cooking it's about a kitchen um and it's a a high-end chef who was working in like Michelin-style phenomenal restaurant, whose brother died, who owned a sandwich shop in Boston, like a right. real family-run restaurant, like everyone curses and f's and blinds at each other. One of those places. Brilliant. His brother dies, so he goes back and starts working in the sandwich shop, which has no systems in place. It has no consistency. You do this and I'll do that. And what do you want to do today? Oh, let's swap. And the place is in debt and he's trying to manage the whole thing and he's gone from this kitchen where it takes 12 people to make one dish to this place and it's total opposite so he's trying to bring it back to life and make it professional and oh wow that sounds brilliant there's just so many things in it that i'm like oh i love all those things i love cooking i love sandwiches (laughs) i love (laughs) michelin style food and and the the way he's trying to bring like so much perfection to it and he's having to wrestle them and they're like we make the best sandwiches in Boston. He's like, no, 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 you don't get it. It could be so much better. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but we make it. And there's just this back and forth. It's yeah, so that's good. cool. Because they're already doing a great job. But then he sees that there's a ceiling that's way higher that yeah. they could be doing. Correct. Yeah, cool. Okay. It's interesting. The but, I, but I have to be ready to watch that one. It's not a, like, I, I want to pay attention to it. Like an hour long episodes, 30 minute episodes? 30 minutes, yeah. Okay. Right, Short I'm, and sweet. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. That sounds epic. It's cool. What are you watching? Just finished Succession. Did you watch Succession? Oh, yeah. I started it and then I couldn't commit to it. Really? There's too many episodes. <laughs> oh. Long series and, and too many series and I just have to dive out. 
is one of those like maybe the best of all time really it's unbelievable. Here, I have a question good. about succession I, I heard a theory about this and I'm going to test it now okay who's your favorite character oh Logan 100% really yeah 100% like amazing. I, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, but he's he, he's the yeah he's, he's the he's character, the main guy. Yeah, unbelievable. I heard a thing about Succession, and one of the reasons it's so um, attractive to people is because you're never really on anyone's side because everyone's a bit of a dick. Oh, that's perfect. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's Shakespeare, and it's The Godfather. Right. That's what it says to me. Both of those things. Wow. It's so fascinating that's interesting it's that paints a picture in my head actually it's written perfectly i yeah. i just ca couldn't think how they could improve on it it's so bloody good oh my God, uh, finished uh just on sunday they had a finale oh yeah i've, I've heard and, all about this man, they hit such a home run with it Did they? but the episode before the finale they had um oh man it's just yeah it knocked me dead i won't spoil it for anyone if you haven't watched it and you've got whatever <laughs> it is you can go find spoiler it <laughs> Don't unbelievable do you've got to go see it but what what's really good about it is we've got three kids who are being who've been raised, you know, in a billionaire family, family, yeah. and like you said, like you don't want any of their lives. No, there's not one of them you want to be. They have got everything they want, and their life is terrible. Really, and yeah, they don't know it. They think they've got it made, and it's nobody so envies them. Um, it just it's that it's they portray that thing of um that kid who's had that ultimate leg up and how bad a thing that can be like it's it's kind of seen as a you know you you see the kids in the states who get brought up in a wealthy family then they go to the the big schools and i'm sure and it's such a huge advantage but then there's this dark side to it where they never have to go figure something out for themselves and the awful toxic things that come along with that and it's that lack of struggle that lack of and they have this lack of self-awareness around it. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's a great portrayal of that sort of a yeah. dynamic going on. And it's Interesting. it's obnoxious. Like the opposite of an American dream, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, the American dream run all the way to its end and you yeah. realize it's a nightmare. It's yeah. an absolute nightmare. So yeah, I couldn't recommend that highly enough if you haven't it. seen it. I'm sure a lot of people have watched it, but uh, yeah, Succession is the best show in the last 10 years, I think. Wow. Yeah, statement. Um okay so that's that's what we're watching i would like to make one other recommendation for a movie i watched recently which is one i talked to you about recently which is this uh, tar tar yeah yeah so this was um kate blanchett and she just puts on a performance like the movie was it's kind of slow movie which would normally put me off like oh geez it's a bit slow but now i've realized maybe it's because i'm getting old the slower the better <laughs> <laughs> but she puts on a performance as a like a classical orchestra conductor that's the word yeah really good so if you if you're looking for a movie a slow burner that's really excellent tires the one to go for nice okay so that's what we're watching let's go listening then because i know obviously podcasts are a big thing for both of us yeah um i know i do a lot of learning through it and then it's also entertainment for me it's kind yeah. of a bit of both so tell me what it, so rather than recommend what do you listen to for yourself um i'm listening to a lot of uh movement and fitness people at the minute which i i really fell out of for a few years one i keep coming back to is called the dgr podcast with david gray rehab he's from waterford really strong accent 
but he's like world famous when it comes to rehab and movement stuff <coughs> and what i like about him and his podcasts is he he has built a huge audience from talking about movement and breaking it down really simply and taking things people have said and going this is nonsense here's why it's nonsense and he like displays it proves it all these types of things but he's now built a huge audience and he has like he talks about openly i'm making this type of money a month and it all comes from this 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 and this but he talks about the systems he has in place in order to make these things happen so the podcast he gets on other fitness people and then he talks to them about how did you grow your audience on social media what strategy do you have for that oh you have an online course what way do you structure that do you find whenever you market this way and he goes here's the thing i'm really good at here's something i've realized that i'm better at most people without thinking about it as well he just figured out social media so he's a movement guy and a marketing guy he's kind of both yeah but he has no like he has a physiotherapy degree yeah. like he went to school for this and he practiced 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 and then he's like oh, i can do this on the line <laughs> and he's grown it that way and he's like here's what works for me in marketing and he talks to other fitness people about it right so you're kind of getting two sides two interests there in one right okay so i like that very good yeah so and what's the name of it the dgr podcast dgr i'm gonna write that down myself and the reason i've started <coughs> drifting towards him is because i spoke to you about this before actually um when it comes to fitness my least favorite thing to study and to learn about is like anatomy and physiology and biomechanics oh, yeah. and all that stuff and that's what he's amazing at right so you found a way in through someone who presents it yeah well. he presents it a little bit better no there's stuff he's talking about and i'm going oh, i don't really understand that and i have to pause the podcast i have to wait till i get home and then i'm looking up the thing that he just said so i can then go back and listen to it and follow on but he he has a, a level of knowledge that is so deep and so vast that i'm like oh this is where i can and you can this. apply it right away and i can take it on board and go oh this not that whenever i'm seeing things with people i'm like looking at certain people on the gym floor now and i'm like oh i wonder then does this apply to that and i'm watching them and i'm thinking about it and i'm giving them little tips and i'm now seeing if i can apply that long term to really help their movement connecting cool. dots yeah okay very good mm. all right that sounds like checking out we'll check it out deadly um all right so i've got one this is kind of an old podcast i've revisited and mm. now i'm really into it it's how i built this by oh, guy Raz. Yes. so this guy talks to founders of businesses and what i love about this is there's there's always a story to be told mm. when you talk to a, someone who has built a business into a big thing because mm. they're always kind of well-known people. So therefore, they've taken something from from a scratch to something large. Mm. So therefore, there's always this story of the struggle and the creation of something and mm. all of the roadblocks that have, have run into it. And there's that trial and error thing. I think there's a lot of things we learn from it, but it's also great stories. Yeah. And this guy just has a good way of getting to the interesting stuff and asking the right questions. The right questions, yeah. yeah There's some great podcast hosts out there, isn't there? Yeah, he's brilliant. So I've listened to a couple of them, and one that really stood out was a guy called Max Levchin, who I hadn't heard of before. Who's he? What does he do? He's kind of like he's kind of like the fifth Beatle that you the guy you haven't heard of, you <laughs> yeah. know? Because he was one of the founders of PayPal, and the PayPal founders are really famous. Even Musk was a PayPal so founder. Elon Musk is one of them. Right. Peter Thiel is another one. Oh. Um, Reed Hoffman. Reed Hoffman started LinkedIn, so he's another one. And then there's this fourth guy, Max Levchin. 
right so the other three are really infamous like obviously infamous characters this guy then is the, like the technical guy who was right at the start before any of them mm. and he kind of got the others on board as it grew right? so what's interesting is hearing the, the many iterations they went through of paypal this the, like it started as a cryptology thing how do we encrypt information so people can't steal it but it was way back when people weren't really stealing information like there wasn't really much online to steal people weren't really storing much stuff they were so, ahead of the game then yeah there was no market for it so they were trying to figure out like we have this we know that online is big the internet's getting bigger it's got to be useful somewhere mm -hmm. and they were trying and you could just hear how how close they came to wrapping the thing up many times and then ebay comes along and they have this payment thing and the payment thing was just like almost an afterthought it wasn't even the main thing and they just exploded wow. in, t in a two month three month period millions of users and they ended up selling it to ebay like a year later for one and a half billion so there are these young guys in their 20s and they just they just figure it out you know they figure it out yeah. and then they get lucky and then they get rich mm. and what was interesting was the guy goes from like a young fella who's got nothing to lose they're just building this company to being to selling it and he said the year after he sold it his 30 million in the bank or whatever he said it was the worst year of his life yeah, I he said it was so dark because he went home sitting looking at his laptop in his on his brand new sofa in his big house wondering like what the fuck yeah once you do? bought everything that you want then what, what do you do after that yeah and he said it was just he lost all his purpose he was just looking at the screen going all right start a new company and he said it was the worst fucking year ever and uh, the purpose bit was the whole point and you can hear that all of the struggle and the stress and the awfulness of trying to build a thing and failing was awful but it was where he was happiest yeah wow and then when That's he what got you go looking thing, for whenever you have all the things the whole reason he's doing it is to build a company to get you know so it was an interesting little like switch yeah and then he went on to form a company that the whole point of it was to solve the hardest problems you could think of and <laughs> which is like right let's put myself in the worst position possible, possible. Yeah. see if i can get out of it yeah and it's and it, that's where he gets the meaning from and i thought that was why you know the big takeaway is like it's it's the struggle is the thing yeah. that's what i love about it Deadly. you know kind of re reminded me of um got me thinking about the first year of after lockdown how hard that was yeah it was so bloody hard you know that expectation all the way through lockdown you're like when we get out of this it'll be fine everything's gonna be great and there was just gonna there was gonna be a flood of activity everyone's gonna have all the parties the m like the businesses will all re reinvigorate everyone's gone on holidays and it just didn't happen it was just a grind i remember talking to other owners waiting for this flood of activity it never mm. happened we had just expanded <laughs> it was that was the hardest thing ever done yeah and couldn't get staff so i ended up like you know just driving down yeah you're trying to run a business and work in the business at the same time yeah absolute nightmare but then i look back at it and go but that's why we'll succeed that's the whole just point the struggle yeah. it's because of that struggle that you go through so i think it was a good reminder of that you know as things get hard you go yeah but this is also the point um have you read uh phil knight shoe dog yeah amazing yeah, he's the same thing right how many times was that company like millimeters days weeks hours away from going under and he just managed to get money from here put it to there and now look at it and, and that was the what was entertaining with that book yeah wasn't it yeah you're like oh my god nike Precipice. nearly wasn't a thing yeah so many times 
crazy. Yeah. Definitely. So I, I th- that podcast is really good. How I built it is because it's mm. that over and over. It's been going for years, and he's got loads of really interesting people on. So I'd, I'd recommend That's checking a good that one. out. I listened to that years ago as well and fell out of it. I can't remember why I fell I, out of it. I think Tim Ferriss had that guy on. That's where I heard about him first. And I was like, oh, I must listen to more of that. Mm. And then I never really did. Did. And now I'm going back to it. It's like, oh, it's, it's class. It's kind of like the diary of CEO. When he gets a founder on, I really like that. Yeah. And most of now I just don't listen to it anymore because it's influencers and things like that. And then you're, um, yeah. Okay. So have you got any, any other recommendations? Podcast wise? Yeah. So people could go and check them out. I, uh, I think I spoke on one of these podcasts about, remember I was going through a little creativity buzz for a while? Yeah. And I bought Rick Rubin's book. Did I talk about that? The Creative Act. He he did have a podcast with Malcolm Gladwell, but he's got his own one now. I can't remember the exact name of it, but I've seen interviews with that guy. He's so interesting. He is. And he's got all the stories because he's worked level. All the musical gangsters. I absolutely (laughs) love Rick Rubin. And he's, what I love most about him is he, everyone in the music industry goes to him. They're like, oh, if you want a successful album, you go to Rick Rubin. And that man hasn't a musical note in his body. Like, he can't play really? any instrument. He can't sing. But what he what he talks about, which, is, which I love, is he's like, I have a certain taste, and I'm honest about it. He's like, that shit, that's great. Oh, here's, wow. here's why. And he, he can hear things and go, I think if you tried it this way, it would be better. And he can't show them, he just has to describe it. So like, you know, Jay-Z, um, 99 Problems. Yeah. There's a clip on Instagram where Rick walks into the room and he goes, I think you should do the first bit a cappella, no music. You get to this part of the thing and then the music kicks in. And Jay-Z's looking at him going, so it would be like, he goes, yeah, let's try it. And you're like, that is one of the biggest, most famous songs of all time. And he just nailed it. And a non-musical person figured it out. Fuck so he's just got the instinct. He has, yeah, he has a thing. Taste. He calls it taste. taste. I'm like, oh, taste is a big thing. Broken so right. Record Podcast. No. No? That's the other one with Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. It's called Tetra Tetragrammaton. Wow. Tetragrammaton. Tetragrammaton. And he gets all sorts of weird and wonderful people on it. So we had Phil Jackson on first. You know, the Bulls coach. Yes. Someone called it Jared Carmichael. Didn't listen to that. Other weird people. Then he had Andrew Huberman on and Dr. Jack uh, Crusa for a two-parter. Each of the first one was four hours long. Second one was two and a half hours long. So they're talking everything there. He had uh, Jimmy Oveen, who did you watch the Dr. Dre documentary on Netflix? What was that called? This guy is another music producer. He's like Rick Rubin. Right, but specifically for the hip hop world, I'm listening to one with a guy called Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's a, it's a bit hippy dippy, but it's very much about uh, the things you do and the way you act in the world and the way what you believe comes to fruition. But this guy is able to break it down and describe it and talk about it all in such a way that you're like, huh. It's not so woo, exactly. It's not so woo. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So Dr. Joe Dispenza. It, that's the podcast on the Tetragrammaton. Epic. 
that sounds like a good one. I, li- yeah. I like the sound of that. That was good. Okay, I've got one more um, very quickly. It's called Past, Present, Future. It's a new podcast. Mm. And it's a guy called David Runciman. and he used to be uh, on a different podcast. And it's he's like a political philosophy historian. Oh. He talks about he's talking about the history of ideas oh you love that sort oh, of stuff man so good but uh like episodes he had a he had an energy expert on who sh- she talks she's deep in the world of oil and all this sort of stuff like she is one of the smartest people that i used to listen Whoa. to her from the old podcast oh. really serious person and she did a whole episode on how dallas was one of the most politically sentient pieces of media that was ever made and she talks through how the whole um, energy and political scene at the world was was reflected in the whole show. of the whole show, yeah. And she just talks through it's mental. Then he has like he goes back to Montaigne and he talks about what hit his ideas, all of his old essays. And then he has he had this other episode where he had two ladies on who were both authors who wrote books about what life was like behind the Iron Curtain in communism. Wow. And how life was then and how it changed after the wall came down. And Can you imagine how awful it must have been? Oh, well, I tell you what. Those people, kind of like the lockdown, were craving a change so badly that there was this outpouring of massive joy when it happened because it was such a restrictive way of living. Like, this worker's paradise didn't materialize, right? It was restrictions, queues for the basics, shortages. And they saw people in the West with the Levi jeans and the Coca-Cola, and it's like, we're missing out on life. There was that feeling. And then when it comes down, she said there was this like initial burst of, we can go over and buy the things we want. They got like 100 marks welcoming bursary from the government. But she said like, very quickly, it kind of felt all a bit grubby. Wow. It all felt a bit like, oh, this is what we were craving, this thing. You know, there was a bit of that to it. Um, so fascinating listening to both those things. I'm a bit obsessed with the whole Cold War thing anyway. So yeah. I'm into it. But what it did get me thinking about is that you know, we talked about it yesterday. Um, and it's a bit like the podcast you were talking about. Figuring out where you're wrong on things. And it's such a tricky, difficult area. Like I struggle with it. I'm trying to f- always stay open to saying I want to commit the, uh, the ideas that I believe in. But then I also got to be open to changing my mind on things. And the deeper the held belief, the harder it is, the more evidence you need to change it and the more uncomfortable it is to make that shift. So um, hearing those people go through a massive life change and hold their whole world upended. That's mad. Yeah, it's good. It was a good little reminder. It's like you do got to stay open to these things. What was it you said yesterday? Strong opinions, loosely held. It's so hard to do that though because once you have a strong opinion, it tends to be strongly held. Yeah, and... Yeah, it's, it gets deeper, and for it to be really personal, it has to be deep. You know, yeah, it's it's a real struggle. Like I think a lot of people say these days, you have to be willing to be wrong, you have to get out of your bubble, you have to listen to all the different. You also inputs. have to be willing to fight for what you think is right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's a really hard line to walk. Yeah, it is. It so is. That's it a is. struggle at the moment. I like that. Okay, we've got one more quick bit, and then we'll get on to um, some stuff here at Bua. Reading, what are you reading? Um. What am I reading or what I recommend? Well, tell me what you're reading first. Oh, so I just finished. You know, I, I read a novel every night. Or, or not a novel. 
three hundred and sixty-five books a year. <laughs> I read a page, uh, some pages, or a chapter of a novel every night before bed. And I just finished one that was actually really good, and I cried a little bit at the end of it last night in bed. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. Um, called Lessons in Chemistry. I didn't buy it for ages. It was one of those Amazon recommends, Amazon recommends, and I never bought it because I was like, I don't give a fuck about chemistry. What's well, a really good novel about uh, a woman in the 50s who is a chemist in America but doesn't get to be the chemist she wants to be because it's the 50s. And she's a woman. And she's a woman. So there's all that segregation. There's the Rosa Parks thing going on at the same time, all that sort of stuff and she can't become the person she wants to be. She meets someone who's also a chemist. They fall in love. She talks about everything in the most literal way possible through chemistry. So she loves cooking, but she doesn't go, I'm gonna add salt. She's like, I did, and she gives everything the chemical name. And it's a little bit cringe, a little bit weird, but it's just who she is as a person. Meet someone, he's the same, they fall in love, etc., etc. He dies ruined the story uh then she ends up working as a tv chef but she's still her normal weird chemical self so she talks about all the cooking things in chemical terms is this fiction yeah and it's such a good story it's amazing <laughs> go read it and i cried at the end of it it was fucking brilliant what's the name of it lessons in chemistry lessons in chemistry Okay. I can't that's do it just it's so like, good that is such a book I wouldn't read <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds really I like, good I, see, I normally I, normally I want to read books that are awful before I go to bed because I'm like I need to fall asleep yeah. like I, I read the Harry Potter series again last year but I found that I was just staying up later and later because I really enjoy it. I know you don't like it but I really enjoy Harry Potter so I was reading it for like an hour every night I'm like oh, I don't have time for this right. but I got really sucked into this book and okay. I really enjoy it normally this might offend some people normally I buy things like Marianne Keys like Oh my lord. Horrendous. So <laughs> bad. She has about 20 books and they're all the exact same. The exact same. So I read them because it goes. Okay. But she has a good range of vocabulary and that sort of stuff. But this one really got me. I really enjoyed That it. sounds really good in yeah. fairness. <laughs> even though you spoil the end. I spoil okay. it. It happens in the middle. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's a novel I'm reading at the minute. It's quite good. Deadly. What have you got? I'm still on Wuthering Heights. I'm going to be for oh the my next goodness, rest yeah. of my life. It's such a, I'm such a slow reader <laughs> and it's hard. It is a hard read, yeah. Well, I am. I am. Yeah. When do you do you try and read that at night time? Night time. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. I, that's when I. That's the only time I would read it. Time you do. Yeah, but it's yeah. I'm loving that. It is moment. a phenomenal book. It is. It's so well written. Oh, so well written. So good. So the other thing, uh, I'll make a recommendation. I'll let you make a quick okay. one as well. We have a book here that's been sitting here for ages, which is Tribe Tribe of Mentors. It's a Tim Ferriss book, and it's really a collection of interviews yeah. or snippets of interviews that he's taken lessons from yeah. and what it's really good for is picking up and reading two pages off and every time I do I, I take something away it's a fresh perspective on something and it's actually got me to act on some things so Ooh, that's what I like about it that's cool I yeah. go and take action you're very good at that 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 is what, how I use books yeah. I, I tend to do something from mm. it that's why I'm so slow mm. because I, <laughs> I get interested yeah. and go and do something but there was a there was a quote. I said I'll read a quick quote. Um, it's jo Joseph Gordon Levitt. He's a, an actor, right? Who's in Inception? I've actually never seen Inception. Oh, well, okay. I know, I'll check yeah. that out. Uh, anyway, he's a good actor, but he he asked a question in the book. 
but to all this, the interviews, if you had a billboard that you could stick somewhere, what would you put on it? It's a message, your message to the world. Wow. Like what would be the message? And it made me think about our coach development sessions. Okay. He said, it's really easy to say what you're not. It's hard to say what you are. Fucking right. So he's like, in other words, you can spend all day undermining people, even when you're right, who cares? Anyone can talk about why something's bad. Try saying something good. Now, from a technical point of view, we've realized how easy it is for us to spot faults, to talk about what's wrong, to point out the errors. When it comes to what you actually should do, it's way harder. And I've noticed it in our coach development. Um, I've also noticed that like we had a meeting about, we were talking about concepts yesterday. One of the ways that we got answers from the group was I was asking what comes to mind when we say this, got no answers. Well, think about the opposite. When it's not this, all the answers flow out. So much easier. It's so much easier to think of the negative and then reverse it. We're hardwired for negativity. Mm. And that's why, like, oh yeah, we bitch and moan and complain as our default. And it actually takes work to do the opposite. Yeah. And I think that was a good message from this one. I like that. So Tribe of Mentors is worth checking up, checking out. And what was the, whose quote was it, sorry? Or who that was Joseph Joe. Gordon Levitt was the guy. But it's worth, uh, I think it's worth having around either at work or in the office or home and just picking up. That's a classic coffee table book, isn't it? Like you leave it there, you don't sit down and read Tribe of Mentors, exactly. you pick it up whenever it's free. Yeah, like like the Daily Salt, that sort of a, yeah, an idea. Yeah, it makes you think. I have, um, sorry, I have a recommendation as well. I read this ages ago. Um, it's called Unreasonable Hospitality. I think I told you about it before. It's that, do you remember that show you made me watch whenever I first started working here seven days out? About 11 Madison, Madison Avenue. Avenue. Yeah, the best restaurant in the world. Will, who, there was two owners of that. There was the chef and then the front of house guy. The front of house guy is called Will. And he, they split, but he ran like um, whenever you walk in, the person who greets you there, the person who hands you your plate and all of that. And he was beyond unreasonable in his expectations with stuff, which is what made the restaurant so good. Do you remember in the video, like he sits down in the sofa and goes, no, this isn't it. Like it, it's too, the material it's too is wrong. Yeah. And then he's like, can you sand it down or something? And yeah, we need to find new material in the next 12 yeah. hours. Yeah, and the restaurant's open in, in a day, yeah. exactly. So he wrote a book called Unreasonable Hospitality. I think for anyone who, I recommend it because anyone who deals with people, which is everybody, but especially if you work with them on a day-to-day -day basis, some of the stuff he goes into is just next level. Like he built the best restaurant in the world and the food was a major part of it, but the service is so much part of it. And in the book, he tells stories about how there's one story, it's brilliant. There was a collection of um, businessmen having their dinner and they were talking about getting a flight out within the next six hours or whatever it was. And they were like, I can't believe we came to New York. They were just having a conversation and he's eavesdropping, right? They're like, I can't believe we came the whole way to New York. He's like, we didn't even get a classic New York hot dog. And they're there in a fucking three-star Michelin restaurant, like the finest food you can eat. No signs of hot dogs anywhere. And what he did was he nudged his head server, said, you're in charge, I'll be right back. Went out, bought three hot dogs for six people, right? Took it into the kitchen, said to Daniel, who's the chef, plate these, make it fancy. Do whatever you need to do with wow. it. So they then brought out the six dishes with a hot dog and some accoutrement. 
on top of it. And he was like, pardon me, I overheard you saying, here is a classic New York hot dog in our style. Wow. And I was like, that is <laughs> next fucking level. Yeah, yeah. That, that documentary. Yeah, the documentary that, that, that episode is serious. Unbelievable, yeah. yeah. I have... um. I read his book on my Kindle. Sorry, one more thing. Unreasonable hospitality. Hospitality. Yeah. Sorry. I ahead. read his book on my Kindle. I also bought the book on uh, hardback as well, and I do that with very few books, and it's only the ones that really I'm like, this is something I need to be able to pick up and flick to a page really quick. There's stuff in this, and there's I have an app on my Kindle when I highlight a book or highlight a, a quote, a passage, or whatever, it goes onto the app on my phone, and I share these sometimes on my Instagram. So I get an email every day that sends me five passages from different books. And it's just a nice little, oh yeah, I remember that. And I favorite some of them, so I get sent them. On Sunday it sends me um, my favorites. So it sends me five favorite ones. And one that it sends me nearly every week, which I'm like, oh, I need a constant reminder of this. And it's funny, because then you mentioned about the negativity. Enthusiasm is contagious. I'm like, it's so fucking is. Like, everyone's mood is always contagious. Whoever walks in with the most um, exaggerated mood takes over the room. So if someone's like in a really bad, grumpy mood, the whole room feels it. But if there's someone else who's there like buzzing, skipping around the place, high on life, everyone else can't help but take a little bit of that. And from a coaching point of view, I always need reminded of that because I can take things a little bit too seriously sometimes. I can be a bit too in your box do it this way I'm like <sighs> sometimes we just need fun absolutely and we have so much control over that just by doing just controlling ourselves just that that's yeah, it yeah yeah cool okay right, loads for people to chew on yeah, there. there let's let's move it on now let's talk about what's coming up in Bua here uh, and one thing I really want to cover which is the fact that we've got game day coming up we've talked a lot about that so let's talk about how it's affecting training programming over the next couple of weeks yeah Oh yeah, there's a bit of a shake-up there, isn't there? Shake-up, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've got Santry and Dunlear both having game day on the 5th of June. 10th of June. 10th of June, sorry, 10th of June, sorry. I was like, wrong. My lord, no, the 10th of June. So a week later then, the 17th, we have Smithfield, Selbridge and Nace. Nice. So we have kind of two different things going on. In Santry and Dunlear next week, the week of game day we're gonna we're gonna call game it week. game week yeah because it's preparing for saturday all right so it's not a week of benchmarks it's just getting us ready for the saturday so we can perform at our best we're gonna have that week of programming in Santry and Dunlear, and we're yeah. not gonna have that week of programming until the next week in the other three gyms so they can get ready so the programming won't be the same across all five for those two weeks we'll have a completely separate preparation week um Sorry, a week of training and programming in the other three gyms next week. Yeah, basically. Then they'll jump into game week, and then the Santry and Dunlear will repeat what they did last week. So we're going to have a switcheroo for yeah. two weeks, basically. So uh, from the 5th to the 9th, Santry and Dunlear do X week of programming. Let's call it week X. And on those same dates, Nace and Selbridge and Smithfield are doing week Y of programming. And then from the 12th that week, the they same, swap. Yeah, they swap. Yeah. Perfect. So you're going to see on our Instagram, we'll have like two workout tips <laughs> yeah. every day. We're going to have two podcasts two every podcasts, day. Yeah. All of that sort of stuff. So if you see that, don't be confused. 
yeah. probably confuse you just more go, here. Go find the, the one that you need to listen to. Yeah, and the other thing is, if you do train in multiple locations, there are, <laughs> you, you know you, you could, could do Wednesday in one place, Wednesday in the other, and you repeat the workout. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah, you could repeat the workout the next week, or you could be preparing for game day on Tuesday, and then you're in another location, and you're not. Yeah. So it's kind of a it's kind of a something to be aware of yeah. as we go into it. So uh, game day's coming. We're close. We've done a lot of training. We've had two performance benchmarks. We've already talked about that. They've yeah. gone really bloody well. So we have to say that the training and the effort p people are putting in is, is paying off. It's working. So far, it's paying off so well. So I couldn't be more excited for this. Let's talk about how to prep for it, Yeah. what people should do. So let's talk about the, the day before, the morning of, and then the during, nice. like those three things. Yeah. So in terms of, let's talk about food. What do you think the day before? Nice and simple. Because uh, we're doing it on a Saturday, Friday tends to be a switch off for a lot of people. But if we think about uh, where our best performances come in, I look at me, Wednesday is nearly always my best day of the week because it's furthest away from the weekend and I've been pretty consistent, but the fatigue of the week hasn't built in either. So I'm like, what I usually eat Monday to Friday, I'm pretty consistent right until like 5 p.m. Friday. And then it's like, let's get a takeaway. Um, most people are probably the same so on friday night just this once i'd go back to eating whatever you normally eat on like a tuesday night like don't go wild with it if you normally have your your chicken and rice or whatever that is have that friday night you don't need to the other thing on this is people always overdo the calories They're like big day tomorrow i better eat extra and you just don't need wh whatever you normally eat it's still just a heavy lift and a workout the next day yeah so you can have your celebration food right after game day Exactly, we're doing it on Saturday. There's your celebration. So on Friday, um, be more athletic-minded with uh, the food you're going to eat. Yeah, great shout. Get a good night's sleep, and then you'll come in Saturday feeling ready to go. I think that's bang on. I sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I think something on the Friday night. This happens come the open as well, right? Everyone's like, should I? What should I do about my? Should I go for a swim? Should I do an ice bath? Or what about a sauna? Yeah, whatever you normally do, it helps you feel really good. <laughs> the next day like don't try and change anything just do the normal stuff yeah and that'll set you up for success uh, from a training point of view i think you'll know if you if you need a back off day yeah. if you need a rest day or if you need training day yeah some people like to take the day before off some people like to take the day before the day before off and train the day before <laughs> exactly yeah and you know the programming is there to get fitter every day so we'll still program full bore workouts but you can always come in and do return to play version yeah. You could come in and say, I actually need a good blowout, so I've got a good sweat on, so I want to wake up tomorrow, I feel like an athlete. Whatever you think you need, you just got to trust your gut a little bit. I think that's what you're saying, like Huge. stick to your normal process. Um, the morning of then, again, easily digestible food, probably don't go away too far from what you normally have for your breakfast, yeah. and you'll be fine. Um, so you're just really trying to stick to your normal process as much 100%, as you can. Yeah. Um, during the day then, it's not gonna be a long day. Like I think people might be thinking of it like a long competition day, which is very different. We're trying to condense it down so that you'll lift and then within an hour and a half maybe, you'll yeah. do your jackie. And it's like a two hour thing. Yeah. So you don't need a huge amount of on the day nutrition, but some consideration of having some easy to eat, easy to digest food, so that maybe you lift and you have something light. Yeah. So just, you feel psychologically- to Top everything up almost rather top than- Top everything yeah. up. So you feel like you're ready to go, but Jen, you're not eating a huge amount, so you're feeling- uh, 100%. Yeah, so uh, I think the most important thing is to 
to enjoy it. Yeah. And so you should just make sure your body's feeling good by just taking care of those yeah. factors. I think one more thing to consider, sorry, is caffeine intake on the day. A lot of people, because we're starting around 10, 30, 11-ish, and a lot of people still will maybe get up in and around that 6 to 8 a.m. window and maybe have a coffee in that window. And whenever they're ready to leave to the gym, they may have another coffee. And then whenever they get to the gym, there's knocko, there's rain. Maybe they grab a monster on the way. And like all of a sudden, they could have like 400 milligrams of caffeine on board. That's way too much. And he's like, maybe if you, if you know you would have those three coffees by that time, which I definitely would, skip the first one. Get rid. And then wait, maybe wait until you get here and you can have your can of whatever that you normally have. Yeah, yeah. Good shit. So overstimulation is... So tell me, brutal. As a coach then. Yes. So what are your, like we talked about what our approach as a workout to be. Yeah. As a coach, what would your hopes be for people? Oh. It's a really simplistic way to see it, but just like a win. I hope everyone gets a win in both sections. Like on the clean and jerk, maybe uh, PB is obviously, I'd love it if all my people got PBs and all things. Realistically, that just won't happen but maybe someone who normally power cleans and then barely moves their feet on a split jerk, maybe they squat clean it and they get a really good split jerk position, but it's five kilos under their PR. Like that would still be a big win where they do a much prettier, much more technically advanced lift. That would be a big win. Um, so someone getting a win and everyone getting a win in each section is the dream. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I think so for me, the big difference between this and a CrossFit competition, it's a very different thing. Yeah. A CrossFit competition sort of happens to you. Yeah. They program it, you, what comes up comes up, and you have to deal with it. As mm -hmm. part of the challenge of it, that's what's kind of attractive about it. Here, you've known what this is, you've been preparing for it, and now the last piece is you get to define what a performance is, and yes. I love that element. So my hope is for everybody, they manage to stay in their own zone for their performance that they don't worry about anyone else in the room how their performance might stack up in comparison to anyone else it really doesn't matter maybe if you want to take stock after like a week later and say okay maybe what do i need to work on that's fine but for the day it's to say what would i be delighted with now can i get give it everything try and achieve that yeah and if i get close to or achieve it now i'm happy because i think i think we do have more control than we think on these things um, and I do think that avoiding the comparison is the yeah. big thing. Um, it's there, there would be no leaderboard in my head. I don't give a shit where anyone stacks up. What I care about, did you define something? Did you go and get it? Yeah. And I think the more people do that, the better they will That's have. That's something I've, I've got quite good at recently is avoiding the comparison because I used to rely on it a lot for motivation um, and a push. But then I realized I'm like, the more I start to compare, the bigger the group I use to compare. So it starts off with like, right, who did I beat in that class? Right, then who did I beat in the gym? Who did I beat in the five gyms? But then it turns into, you know, like the, the PR clean and jerk in the whole wide world is like 260 something kilos and I'm fucking miles off that. So I'm never gonna compare myself to him, but where do I, and I draw this arbitrary line in the sand. Where, normally where it gets negative. That person, yeah, I'm <laughs> like, oh, I could probably beat them because I can beat them in this workout, but then I just ignore everyone either side of that. I was just like, oh, maybe if I just focus on I know me and trying to get everything a little bit better, things tend to go pretty good. Like we all come to this gym for ourselves. Yeah. For you know what I mean. Yeah. We all come to. Even the sure. people you're here and you're competitive with, 
You probably didn't know them till you came here, and you sure as shit weren't competitive with them before you came here. Yeah, and it's great to use that if that's what fuels you, but then you also have to think, where is my satisfaction here? Yeah, so that's what I hope people manage to do. I can't wait for it. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've got two more quick things. Let's go shout-outs. Oh, yes. Have you got a collection here? I have a, I have a, a small collection from a few different coaches. Nice. I'll go with mine, and then I'll get yours, and then I'll go through a few of the others that have come in. Uh, first of all, I've got a correction to make. I give a shout out to, to Fiona Barry for her first pull-up, and I was actually meant to say Fiona Brady. Yeah, Fiona Barry has pull-ups. <laughs> and then Fiona Brady does as well. So <laughs> I want to give her an actual fresh shout out and say, well done, Fiona, and apologies well done, Fiona. for getting your name wrong. I actually had it written down, and I still read it wrong. So big head. Um, so well done to Fiona. Um, so this week, my shout out is from Michael Rochford. So Michael trains in Selbridge. A lot of people know Michael. He comes to comp class and he goes to class every day in Selbridge. He's the most consistent of all the He's a people. monster. He's a monster. Masters athlete. And like he came in Saturday and Jose won the workout Saturday morning. That is a competitive session. And Jose destroyed everybody. He just walked away. But on the male side, Michael Rochford came in and just blitzed all the young bucks. So good to watch. He just he, he had his experience, his technique, his efficiency, and his fitness. And he just marched past all these twenty something muscled young young fellas and just smoked them all. Yeah. I just thought, well, that's what they could like we talked about consistency earlier, it's that pays off. But he has this l extra level of dedication. He gets his nutrition right, he practices all the time. Yeah, he does his mobility stuff. He yeah. does all the bits, you know, and um, yeah, I just I just think he's doing a phenomenal job and keep it up. He's an inspiration for sure. Yeah, you took a word out of my mouth there. What an inspiration. Yeah, he's brilliant. So shout out to Michael. Um, who have you got? I have two here, but I've also I've written four. So I'm going to start with two. Uh, I'm going to pair two pairs. I've got uh, Jen O'Grady and Lauren Smith, uh, the two girls coming in doing 6.30 every morning. Um, they're a bit of a dream team at the minute. They come in every morning, they do their extra work. They have gymnastics goals. They've both done the gymnastics course and made huge progress, but they've not just went, oh, I did the course and done. They come in and they still apply the stuff. Then on top of that, they take on coaching cues better than anyone. They are phenomenal. They like eye contact, listen, think about it, go try and apply and then give me feedback on whether it worked or whether it didn't, which is huge. On top of that, they're delightful to have in class. When they're in a good mood, they lift the room. When they're feeling a bit um, not on fire on all cylinders, they still come in and they go, I'm just gonna do return to play today. I know this really helps me, yada, yada, yada. They're amazing to have in the room. And they did 23.1 today and got like 70 extra reps or something fucking mental. So model students at the moment. Model students. I have two more who are also model students. Uh, Owen and Laura. Owen Delaney and Laura O'Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same boat. All the things I just said about Jen and Lauren. Um, I actually wrote here, Owen and Laura are walking, talking advertisements for the gym. Nice. They 100%. are just making progress. They take all the coaching on board. I, d I don't know. I don't have the adjectives and vocabulary to describe how amazing those two are to have in class every fucking day. 
Amazing. Yeah, there's four people. I could I could list a lot of morning people, but those four at the minute are really standing You're beaming with pride for your morning crew yeah, today. Fucking you you want to shout out the whole... Oh, the right? whole... Yeah, everyone who did 23.1 today, you were amazing. Well done. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So Amy got in touch. She wants to talk about Bruna and Macon. Uh, a couple who come in every morning. It's again, it's a consistency shout. Just... It's just non-stop real every theme day. to constantly vary today isn't it absolutely and they're just making all the progress as a result and you can just see what impresses the coaches right it's that showing up showing up showing up dedicated dedicated so i i know mike mike comes over for the saturday morning session here brilliant guy to have in the session yeah. quietly just gets on with everything digs in deep yeah brilliant so well done to them um jillian then so she she was talking about Tony Kyo. Tony's been rehabbing the shoulder. It's been you know pretty badly hurt, and yeah. it just doesn't stop him. He comes in like his smiling every day, smiling every day, attitude bang on, lifts the room like you said, and then just just adjusts the workout, takes whatever it is, mm. and just does it. He doesn't. It, it's not oppressing him, even if it is in his head. He doesn't show it, yeah. and it doesn't. It doesn't perturb him at all. So. Uh, I see him coming in all the time. It's knuckles, it's eye contact, it's big smile. Love seeing Tony coming to the gym. Yeah, same. Um, and then she also said, Neve Trimble. Neve Pewart are clean in class today. I know she knows trains with you in the morning, yeah. right? And she kind of just quietly, you know, Neve. Neve's such a gangster. Just just like hit a Pure. And yeah. she's like, yeah, I think that's a Pure. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. It's like, and you'd have to like grab her fist and make her <laughs> fist yeah. bump you to and do then, it, yeah. And then she hits like multiple singles at it. And she's just like, yeah. So Jillian was like, Sh- I'm so impressed, <laughs> so impressed with it. Yeah, fast. well done, Eve. Um, and then we've got one more. Christopher, I want to give a shout out to Patrick Kennedy in Smithfield. He says like it's hard work, it's determination, showing up every day, smile, fist bump, the whole thing. And it's like he's always looking for feedback, always wants something to work on, works hard, wants to get it right, annihilates himself in workouts, goes Love to that dark it. place. So he's ticking all the boxes. So Patrick Kennedy. Uh, killing the game in Smithfield. So well done, Chris. Deadly, yeah. Yeah, we'll keep it going. Okay, let's finish. Overrated, underrated. Here we go. We have two. First one, Bunsen Burger. Overrated, underrated. Underrated. Overrated. Have you had a Bunsen? Once. Once? Once. Whenever I lived in town, I once a week, every week. <laughs> and it got to the point. You great know, whenever yeah, great <laughs> you know when you have something for the first time and you're like, gee, there's loads in that. But then you start having it more and more and more frequently. And you're like, oh, I could eat more or I could do more. So you I built I new capacities. I built new capacities with buns and burgers. But <laughs> like the place isn't cheap, though. And there's a lot of calories. So I remember the first time I went, I got a double cheeseburger with sweet potato fries. And within a few months, it was a double, double cheeseburger and double sweet potato fries. So I just doubled my meal. But <laughs> like, you're talking like nearly 1,500 calories there in one of them. So there's 3,000 calories just on a Friday night. So that's your Friday night. That was Friday night. But it was amazing. I fucking love Bunsen. Okay. I get why people don't like clear, it, yeah. but but they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, to be clear, I really liked it. Yeah. But I also had a lot of burgers. Out yeah, and you're not, and you've never rushed back. Yeah, yeah, I went once, and I just think, like, there's plenty of places that do burger as well. It's it's good though. Yeah, go check it out. In person, my lips are so hard. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I need to go for a second visit. We should go to Bunsen. Huh? 
Huh? We'll go to Bunsen. Yeah, we'll go to Bunsen. Yeah, okay. I changed my mind on it. Okay, last one then. Overrated, underrated. Apple products. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're both we're a bit biased here. Yeah, right? uh, I've got an Apple Watch on. I have an iPhone here. I have a MacBook there. I was looking at Apple TV last week. I don't need Apple TV, but I'm just like, the things they do work. They work well. They work well for a very long time. So like, it, it's so simple. Everything. <sighs> What's not to love? I've a friend of mine who got a big job, like a global job in Google way back in the day. Mm -hmm. It would have been in 07. Wow. And he came, he lived in San Francisco. He came back for a visit and he came back with this thing, this iPhone. And I remember picking it up and I was like, what has happened? What? Like I'd obviously seen the media about it, but just playing with like getting the Google Maps and zooming in, zooming out. Like I was like, what the fuck is this? Amazing. So, and then I, I've had an, an iPhone since that first one. I went and got one. Yeah. And then I've been, once you go Apple, you That's just it. go all in. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. The, the, all the different things. I just think they're amazing. And what, uh, I've mentioned Steve Jobs before. They just have the right things on the right dial. And it's that they could be more powerful at some things. They could do some things better. They decide to do everything at the level they do it. It's, it's a decision. And it's based on intuition, what intuitively works, what's beautiful to, to look at, to hold, to use. I just think they absolutely nail it. Yeah. And I always worry, are they going to get worse over time? Mm. And they may have, but they're still way better than everything they're else. They're still way better than everything else. That's yeah. fine. That, um, I, I have an interest in marketing there as well. And the way they market just really appeals to me. They don't talk about like their core process, like any of that yeah. nonsense. Like a thousand songs in your pocket. That was like game-changing marketing. Everyone copies yeah. that now. It's just so good the way it's so slick and so pretty and... Yeah. I love it. And like tech people will tell you that they're not as good as yeah. other products. Yeah. And, and you're like, but I'm not a not tech person, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's not the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't care if it's marketing. I'm in. <laughs> that, and I have a MacBook here that we're recording this on that is 10 years old now. Yeah, there you go. This thing has been through the wars and it's still going. It's still and going. You can't buy a Dell or a Sony that can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, let's leave it there for this week. Good luck with games, everybody. Yeah. Good luck with your prep. Go get it, and uh, we'll tune in in another two weeks. Bye.